This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. The world is a very digital place. Lots of electronics, lots of time online, and screens. A whole bunch of screen time. And that's exhausting, mentally, but also for your peepers. Visual fatigue. It's something Emily Shavers has come up against when returning to school. Emily is the founder of True Faces. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. So, Emily, what's going on with this visual fatigue? How often are you experiencing it? Okay, look, so I love being able to use my computer. It is my biggest accessibility tool, but I am on it all the time. And that means also having visual fatigue pretty much every day, which seems like a lot. And when you're dealing with it every day, you got to come up with ways to deal with it. You can share some tips in a second here, but what does the visual fatigue feel like for you? How does it manifest? For me, it honestly depends on just how into it I am. It can start to manifest by simply feeling like oh, you just need to close your eyes for a bit. Maybe it's a little bit of uh, stress and pain can manifest into a headache and it can go all the way down into like full physical body pain where I just don't feel like I can do anything else anymore. If you've ever felt like you've gone for a good run, sometimes it can even just, you don't want to do anything because it just has taken everything out of you. Yeah. It blows me away how tired I can feel from a day of literally doing nothing that just yeah. other than sitting in front of a computer and I'm like, oh, my head, my eyes, my brain, what is going on here? And some of that is recreational and some of that is structural, right? You're a student. You are obligated and required to spend time on the screen to do your work. We can't have you getting mm -hmm. Fs here. We gotta get you getting A's. Straight A Emily over here. So what is your program doing potentially to help students themselves break away from the screen? Well, my program has been really great about allowing us about a 10 minute break every 50 minutes or so, so that it kind of aligns on the hour, which I've really appreciated when you have three and a half hours of class and they're in the evenings, especially, which for me is time where I've already extended my usual eight hour day for mm. whether it's work or preparing social media content for True Faces. I've already done all of those things. And I always say evening classes are probably the least favorite part of my day, but my teachers have been really good about incorporating these 10, 15 minute breaks every hour or so um, in order to give us that break, stand up, stretch, look at something else other than the, the screen up in front of you. And for me, you know, I have the screen uh, that the teacher is presenting on, but then I also have my laptop in front of me. So I've got kind of the dual going on so that yeah. I can actually see what's up on the screen. So looking at both of them and they give you a good chance to stand up and turn around, go for a walk and get out of there for a bit. Yeah, like let alone the structural required time of screens. Screens are also deeply involved in our recreational time. And again, for folks like us who are part of the, the, the blindness community, the screen, the cell phone is an accessibility tool as much as it, as it is recreational, but that world gets a little blurry. So all of a sudden, even when you've gotten away from the school screens or the work screens, that other screen is lingering in your life. So what are you doing in regards to your personal life of avoiding screen time and combating visual fatigue? 
One of my favorite things to do while my teachers are very kindly incorporating breaks, also scheduling my own breaks in. So every like 20 to 30 minutes, getting up, looking at something else or not looking at anything at all. Personally, I'm a fan of just like a movement break in general for your body. And like I said, sometimes that visual fatigue can manifest manifest into just physical exhaustion. Like it starts in your eyes, it moves to your head. And then all of a sudden you just don't feel like you can even so much as get up and you just want to kind of lay in bed. And I'm all for that sometimes if that's what it's getting to, but taking those really frequent breaks every so often, stand up, move my body, which is both great for me physically, but then also just allowing my eyes to look at something else, like just stop the screens altogether for five, 10 minutes, um, just to not do anything uh, has really been helpful for me in just breaking up that period that you're looking at a screen, you know, and we also say that it's a, an accessibility tool. So using those accessibility tools to limit um, the visual fatigue. You know, I love seeing my entire computer screen all at once, but sometimes that means that things are just too small to see. It's going to create a lot of focus. It's going to create a lot of that visual fatigue. So really using my magnification software, even if it means that something's going to take me, you know, another two minutes longer to do, sometimes using it is going to limit that visual fatigue even more for me, which is really what we're trying to work towards. Yeah, yeah. sometimes a little bit of extra scrolling uh, can be very beneficial if it means you're not squinting. You scroll yeah. versus squint, you know? You, you take your victories where you can find them. Absolutely. <laughs> Emily, give me an update on this on the way out, on the way out the door. Uh, you mentioned you were having, uh, last time you and I spoke, having a little bit of trouble with orientation and mobility at the gym around the school. How's that going? Well, we're we're still working on it. I have officially mastered uh, the YMCA pool setting. I was in there yesterday, getting lots done. Um, I'm still, you know, slowly expanding. You know, I'll start in the fitness center and then I'll move out to maybe a weight section and slowly incorporating one machine at a time um, and and slow progress, but not no progress. <laughs> building building the map, building the map inside your brain. I like that one. And uh, Emily, one plug here on the way out too. I saw that uh, the organization you founded, True Faces, is uh, trying to move some merch through your merch store. Uh, give True Faces a plug on the way out of here. We are officially into that fall season. The cool weather is rolling in. And I, like every day this week, have put on my True Faces sweater. And honestly, they're just so soft and cozy. So if you want to be also soft and cozy this fall uh, and promote disability advocacy at the same time, head on over to our store and get yourself one. What, what's the web address? I don't have it in front of me at the moment. Uh, I, you can head over to truefaces.ca. That's T-R-U-F-A-C-E-S. .ca and head to our shop link, uh, which will take you to our Shopify. Top tier. Emily, thank you for this. Hope uh, this interview wasn't too straining on the old peepers. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you. <laughs> That's Emily Shavers, a columnist currently attending Mohawk College and the founder of True Faces. Coming up next, the Invisible Artists Carnival is making its way across Nova Scotia. Yousef Kadura from the Performance Art Collective Other Hearts will tell you all about it. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.